Shalom to all. Today's office is from Mosav Kufchav Beis. We are starting Kufchav Alpha on Beis. Three lines up from the bottom at the two dots. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Moshe. Her Nisham should have an aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yontif Ben Rosher Anchel, his Nisham should have an aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Moshe Ben Elio Meir, his Nisham should have an aliyah. And in honor of Mars Golden Chama Bas Rifka Huva. Now we're discussing that we may believe the testimony of a non-Jew about the death of a Yid only if he was Messiah Lefi Tumai. He mentioned it in passing, but not if he intended to give aidus of any sort in Bezdin. So Gemara has a few stories. Who have come to have a Carmelili Israel? There's a Naju telling a yid, cut some food for my animal and give it to my animal on Shabbos. If you don't do that, I'm going to kill you like I killed this other yid. I told him, cook me something on Shabbos. He didn't cook it for me. And I killed him. So let's just put names to this. A non-Jew was telling Ruvain, if you don't do this for me on Shabbos, I'm going to kill you like I killed Shimon. Now Shama Debitu, the wife of Shimon heard this and she went to Abaye and she said, hey, I overheard this non-Jew telling Ruvain that he's going to kill him if he doesn't do the following thing like he killed Shimon. Shimon's my husband. I was wondering where he is. Can I get remarried? So Shehiso Kufchav Bezamad Alpha on the top Tlusser Rigli. Abai waited three Regalim. The reason why he waited Regalim is because he was waiting for all the Chum to get together and discuss Halacha so he's waiting to ask them but she still didn't have an answer. So Amalar Abad Abad told her Zilakamed Yosef go to Rabbi Yosef to Kharf Sakina. His knife is very sharp which means he's going to be able to give you an answer. She went to him at Pasha Mehamas Nisan. He gave her an answer from the following and this non-Jew said, Pears halalu shall arlahain. These pears, they're arla. They're from the first three years of fruit of the tree. Shall azikahain. They're from azika, which is a place in Eretz Yisrael that has wonderful fruit. Shall netaravayhain. They're netaravay. Loyamer klum. You can't trust him for what he said because loyamer klum. He's just trying to sell his goods. So therefore, he's just going to say anything that's going to get people to buy them. You can't believe him that they're really arla and they would be usher to eat or that they're from this place in Eretz Yisrael that has really good fruit or that they're netaravay, which means that you would have to eat them in Yerushalayim. He's just making up a story in order so that people should buy his fruit. And the same thing over here. Just because this non-Jew told Ruvain, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill you like I killed Shimon, you can't believe him. He's just trying to scare Ruvain. It doesn't mean that he really killed Shimon. But now we have some stories where we could believe a non-Jew. Abu Yudan Ishtzai Dan Omar, he said the following, There's a story where a Yid and a non-Jew were going along the way, and non-Jew came, and he said, There was this Jew that was going along with me on the way, and he died, and I buried him. And they allowed his wife to get remarried. So there was another story, with a whole group of people, they were going to Antochia, and Nanju came along, and he said, What a nebuch on the whole group of people, they died, and I buried them. And the Chum allowed their wives to get remarried. There was another story, with 60 people, they were going to the siege of Betar, and Nanju came along and said, And the 60 people that are on their way to Betar, they died, and I buried them, and the Chum allowed their wives to get remarried. And the Mishnah tells us, We're going to trust Edus has given to us about a person that had died, even though the only way that he was identified was by Ar Haner. All they had was a lantern or a lamp, or all they had was the Ar Alavana, was the moon. And Messina Pibasco will allow a woman to get remarried, even if all we did was hear a Basco come from Shemaim saying that this woman's husband died. And Masib Echad, there was a story with a person, Shaman al he was standing at the top of a mountain, and he said, Ish plenty ben plenty, Mimakam plenty mace. This fellow who's from this and this place, he died. And Holchavai Matsusham Adam, they went to the top of the mountain and they didn't find anyone there. But they allowed his wife to get remarried. And Rashov Maisab Salmon, there was a story in Salmon, Be'echad with a person, Shamar, that was crying out and he said, Ani ish plani ben ish plani, I am so and so, Nishachani Nachash, a snake bit me, Varei Mace, I'm about to die. Baholchu, and they went to this fellow who was crying out, Kiru, they didn't recognize that he was that fellow, Baholchu Vesuas Ishtai, but they went and they allowed his wife to get remarried. Now, Amaram Barshmul, he says, Tan, we have a Braisa, Beshame, Imrim, Aimasin Alpi Baskal. Beshame says, We will not allow a woman to get remarried based off of Baskal. Beshol, Imrim, Masin Alpi Baskal. Ask Gmar, Mike Mashmul, what's the Chiddush? 
That's our Mishnah. The Gemara says, No, Hakamashma, If we find the Stam Mishnah or Brisa that says the Ain Masin, that we're not allow her to get remarried based off of Basko, Beishamahi, you know that it's Beishamahi, and we won't Paskin like that. And Mishnah told us about this case where this fellow was standing at the top of the mountain, and he announced that this person died, and then we went to the top of the mountain, and we didn't find anyone there. Maybe the person that made that announcement was really a shade, and it wasn't a person, and he was just trying to mess everyone up, and we can't trust him. So I'm reviewed the Amarav, he says, They saw the form of a person at the top of the mountain. The Gemara asked, what do you mean? In Hunami Damu, Shadim also could take on the form of a person. So Gemara says, no, they saw the shadow of this person. The Gemara says, so what? Shadim also have shadows. The Gemara says, no, they saw the shadow of his shadow. Depending on the time of day and the positioning of the sun, a person's body can create two shadows. So therefore, it couldn't have been a shade. The Gemara asks, what do you mean? Perhaps Shadim also have two shadows. So Amr Khanina, he tells us, Yonison the shade told me. Other people say it's not Yonison the shade. It means Yonison, who's an expert in Shadim, told me. Shadim can only have one shadow, but they don't have a double shadow. Ask more of the Tsara Havai. Perhaps it was the Tsara. Maybe the situation was where this husband disappeared. He went and he got married to another woman. We didn't know that he got married to the other woman. This other woman went and stood at the top of the mountain and she said, So and so died. She just wanted to mess her Tsara up and then she ran away so that no one would find her. So how can we trust this voice? So Gemara says, No, Tanad Rabbi Shemal, the Besmesh Rabbi Shemal taught, Beshas has a Kana, a time of danger, Kaisvin Nisan, Afal Pisha in Makiran, we're going to write a get and give it to a woman even though we don't recognize this person. That's talking about a particular case where people were passing by a pit and they heard someone calling out from inside, I am so and so, please write a get and give it to my wife. In such a time that's considered a time of danger, we can't recognize this person, and if we don't trust this fellow's voice coming out of the pit that he's so-and-so, then his wife is going to end up being an Aguna and she's never going to be allowed to get remarried. Same thing over here. The only proof that we have that this fellow died is this voice that came from the top of the mountain, and if we don't pay attention to it, this woman's never going to be allowed to get remarried, and so because we don't want her to be an Aguna her whole life, we will trust this voice and we'll allow her to get remarried. And the mission continues telling us, Amr Bikivi says, Kshirati when I went in Ardal to extend the year to add on another month, I encountered Nechemi Ish Bezdali, and Amrli, he told me, I heard that the only one in Eretz Yisrael that will allow a woman to get remarried based off the testimony of one aid is Rabbi Yehudim Bava. And I told him, That's true, you're 100% right. So Amrli, he told me, Please tell the Chama my name. The reason why I'm not able to go myself is because at Tem Yedim, you know, that there's many troops roaming around, and therefore it's dangerous for me to go. But I want you to tell them as follows in my name. I have a Kabbalah from Gamliel Hazakin Shemasinus Ishal Pied Echad that we do allow a woman to get remarried based off the testimony of one aid. And when I, Rabbi Kiva, said this in front of Rabbi Gamliel, he was so happy to hear what I said. And he responded, We have now found a colleague or a friend for Rabbi Hudim Bava, and therefore we can paskin based off of one aid. And Mitaichadavar, through this whole discussion that we were having, Niska Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel remembered Shenergo Harugam Tel Arza that there was a whole bunch of people that were killed in Tel Arza. And Rabbi Gamaliel now allowed their wives to get remarried. Previously, there was only one aide, so he didn't allow their wives to get remarried. Now that Rabbi Kiva brought this memra, he allowed their wives to get remarried. And then it became established that we'll allow a woman to get remarried based off of one aide. And aid me aid, even if one aide heard from another one aide, or me evid, even from an evid, or me isha, even from a woman saying this, and shifcha, or even from a maidservant. However, blessed Rabbi Shu, I they say, no allowing a woman to get remarried based off of one aide. And Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva says, so even though this Mishnah really does continue in a number of lines, we pause here for a second just to have a discussion about Rabbi Kiva's Shita. Rabbi Kiva really holds that we won't allow a woman to get remarried based off the testimony of another woman. But Tanya, you have a price. Rabbi Shimon Lazar, I remember Shum Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shimon Lazar said in the name of Rabbi Kiva, A woman should be believed to bring her own get based off a Kavachimer. In regards to the women that the Chachamim said, that we do 
not trust these women to give testimony about another person's husband. For example, a mother-in-law to a daughter-in-law, we said that she's not trusted to give edus about her husband dying. Now, that woman is still believed to bring the other woman's get. This woman is believed to say that her husband died. If a woman comes along and says, my husband died, we believe her. For sure, she should be believed to bring her own get. So what do we learn from here? It's the women the Chamim don't trust, they're not able to say that her husband died. But Isha Ba'al Mehemna, that implies that a random woman who is trusted, so she is believed to say that another woman's husband died. So Gemara says, like Kasha, there's no steer in Shittas Rabbi Kiva. The end of this previous Mishnah in which Rabbi Kiva was arguing, that was before they established that a woman was believed. However, this member that we just quoted is talking about after they established that a woman's believed, and Rabbi Kiva eventually agreed with them. But now Mishnah continues with Shittas Rabbi Kiva before he was Chaiser from his Shita. So Amrulai, they asked Rabbi Kiva, there's a story with a whole bunch of Levim, they were on their way to Tsar, which was a city of a whole bunch of date palms, and one of them got sick along the way, so they brought him to an inn, and they left him there, and they continued along their journey, and when they came back, they asked the woman innkeeper, where's our friend? She told them, Mace, he died, and I buried him, and they allowed his wife to get remarried, so it doesn't necessarily mean a kohenes, it just means a good Yiddish woman, shouldn't she be believed more than a pundakis? And if this pundakis is woman innkeeper is believed, so for sure a regular Yiddish woman should be believed. And the Gemara is going to explain why is it this pundakis should be believed less than regular Yiddish woman. So Amalhu Rabbi Kiva told him, when a Yiddish woman is like this pundakis, then she'll be believed. She brought proof to what she said. She brought out his walking staff, his pouch, and the sefer that he had. So that was proof that the fellow actually died. So if a regular Yiddish woman would bring such proofs, of course we would believe her. What exactly is so bad about this Pundakis, this woman innkeeper, that she's technically believed less than regular Yiddish woman, that it we now say if this Pundakis is believed, for sure a regular Yiddish woman should be believed. So Rav Kana, he says, Pundakis of Eskhamhaisa, we're talking about a non-Jewish woman innkeeper. She was just mentioning it as an agav, as in the course of the conversation. This is his pouch, and this is the cave that I buried him in. And he also taught the same thing. Pundakis of Eskhamhaisa, she was a non-Jewish woman innkeeper. She was just mentioning him in passing. And that's what they were telling Rabbi Akiva. If this non-Jewish woman innkeeper is believed to say it, so for sure a regular Yiddish woman should be believed to say it even if she's not Masih Al-Fituma. How could you say she's Masih Al-Fituma? They asked her, where's our friend? They asked her a very pointed question, which she had to answer. That's not considered a Masih Al-Fituma. So Gemara says, no, that's not what happened. Once she saw them coming, she started crying. Then they asked her, where's our friend? Then she told them, he died and I buried him. But the fact that she started crying before they asked her the question is as if she started the conversation and then it is considered Masih Al-Fituma. And the Gemara says, Tanar we have a b'raise. There was a fellow that came to Betarfin to give edus about a woman whose husband died. Amrlois, Betarfin asked this guy, Bini, my son, how do you know about this edus regarding this woman? How do you know this woman's husband died? Amr, he said, we're going along the way. And a troop of soldiers was chasing after us. This fellow grabbed onto a branch from an olive tree, and he tore it off, and he chased them away. I told this fellow, Thank you so much. You're gewaldig. You're amazing. You should have a lot of strength. So this fellow told me, How do you know my name was Arye? This is what they call me in my city. So from that conversation, I knew what this guy's name was. A few days later, he got sick, and he died. The history of Ishtain, Tarfin allowed his wife to get remarried based off of this Adas. But now the Gemara asks, Reb Tarfin doesn't require us to cross examine
examine the witness. It seems to be that Rabtarfin took his word at face value and didn't ask him more questions. But we know that Rabtarfin does require us to cross-examine a witness. But Tanya, we have a Braiso. This same exact story, just with a few more details. There was a fellow that came to Rabtarfin, Isha, to give Edus about a woman whose husband died. Amrullah, he asked him, How do you know this Edus? Amrullah, the fellow said, We're going along the way. And a troop of soldiers started chasing us. And this fellow grabbed onto a branch from a fig tree. And he cracked it. And he chased them away. I told him, Thank you, Aryeh. You're Gavaldig. Amrullah, he told me, Wow, you got my name right. This is what they call me in my city. A few days later, he got sick and he died. Now, in this version, told him, Didn't you just tell me that he said that his name was Yochanan ben Yainusan and he was from a town called Kfar Shichaya Aryeh? Not that his name was Aryeh and he was from a town called Kfar Shichaya. His name was Yochanan ben Yainusan and his town was called Kfar Shichaya Aryeh. Now, the reason why Rabtarfin told this to this fellow is because he was trying to trip him up to see if he was going to be consistent with his Eidos. So Amrulay, the person, told him, Loi, that's not what I said. This is what I told you. Reb Tarfin asked him a couple of questions like this. And this person was consistent with what he said. And then Reb Tarfin allowed this fellow's wife to get remarried. So we see from here that Reb Tarfin does require Jishif Chakira. He does require cross-examination of the witness. So Gemara says, Tanayi, it's Machlekes Tanayim. Detanyu, we have a bride. So, Ein bait ken edi nashim b'drishif Chakira, div Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says that we do not check edim that are going to give edus about a woman's husband dying with Jishif Chakira with cross-examination. Reb Tarfin, he says, bait ken that we do check them with Jishif Chakira. So it must be that we also have Machlekes, what Reb Tarfin himself held, because we have two different brises, one quoting Reb Tarfin doing Jishif Chakira, the other one quoting him as not doing Jishif Chakira. So we have this Machlekes, what Reb Tarfin holds. Now, why is there Machlekes specifically by Edos Isha? The Kamifli gives Reb Chanina because they argue in what Reb Chanina says. Reb Chanina, he tells us, whether we're talking about Dini Mominus or Dini Nefashis, we have to cross-examine witnesses. Shana, because the Pasuk says, Mishpat Echad Yelachem. You shall apply the same Mishpat, the same Din for both of these, for Dini Mominus and Dini Nefashis. But Umatam Armu Dini Mominus ain't Suichin Jishif Chakira. Why is it the Chamim said that Dini Mominus does not need Jishif Chakira? That's Shalaitin Odel's Bifnei Leiven, so that the door is enclosed in front of people that want to borrow money. Even truthful Edim might have a few consistencies in their Edos because people are not perfect and can't necessarily remember every single last detail of what happened. So if we're going to require Jishif Chakira by Dini Mominus, the borrower might deny having taken the loan. The lender is going to bring Edim to prove it and do the Jishif Chakira. They're going to be tripped up. The lender is not going to collect his money, so people just won't lend money anymore. So therefore, Dini Mominus doesn't need Jishif Chakira. So my Kamifliki, what's all Machlekes by Edis Isha? Meir Savar, one Mandarmer holds Kivan de Ika Ksuba Lemishkal. Since if we say that she's allowed to get remarried, that means she's also going to be allowed to get her Ksuba, Kidini Mominus, dummy. That's just like a case of Dini Mominus. Meir Savar, the other Mandarmer holds Kivan de Kasharin Ishas Ishla Alma. Since by this Edis, we're allowing an Ishas Ish to get married, Kidini Nefashas, dummy. That's just like a case of Dini Nefashas, and that's why we would need Jishva Chakira. And the Masechta concludes Amr Bilazar, Amr Bichanino, Tamid Chachamim, Marbim Shalom Ba'ilam. Tamid Chachamim, they increase peace in this world. Shanam, the Pasuk says, the continuation of the Pasuk is, Don't call it your sons, rather your builders. Meaning the Chachamim are building the world. We talk about peace in this Joshua, and the Marsha explains the reason we conclude with this in our Gemara, because the Chachamim allowing a woman to get remarried based on the testimony of an Eid Echad or even another woman brings peace. For as we learned earlier in the Masechta, Mashiach is not going to come until all the Neshamas have been brought down to this world. If this woman can't get remarried, that means she can't have children, and the ultimate time of peace, Mashiach won't be able to come. Therefore, them saying that she is allowed to get married means she can bring children into the world and then Mashiach, which is peace, is going to come. Mazel Tov for finishing the very last parak of Masechah Zivamas. Just like we were Zechah to finish this Masechah together, 
We should be Zachar to finish all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.